And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good evening, sweet world, and welcome to another late shift of No Ducks. I'm J.E. Skeets, and there he is, dancing along already here on a Sunday night. It's Trey Kirby. hey Hey, oh, what's up, TK? You like that little ditty that he put together, eh, JD? If that lounge song kept going the entire time we were streaming, I wouldn't be mad. Well, you know, JD does a little post on these podcasts here after we do the live show on YouTube. We could ask him to just put it throughout the entire episode. Just a subtle backing track. I mean, it gets the shoulders going, gets the juices flowing. Great tune. Amazing. Hello to the stream team joining us live here on a Sunday night. It is still June 5th. Game two of the NBA Finals has officially just wrapped up. Golden State Warriors win 107-88. Yes. uh, Once again, the dominant third quarter from the Warriors, but this time the Celtics didn't have the 40-16 to run in them. And uh, instead, Gary Payton II came out with a nice steal, then he had an offensive rebound, and they scored to start the fourth. And go on to the uh, dominant win here. We're all tied up at one game apiece. It's a best of five, Trey. And, you know, casuals, sickos like us that just want the NBA season to keep going, we're happy because it is tied at two, and we know we're at least getting five games of this thing. Yeah, unfortunately, blowouts are back, but this one was competitive for a half and then entertaining in the third quarter when the Warriors actually blew it open. And unlike in game one, this blowout in the third quarter, this one stuck, Skeets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steph got the ball rolling, uh, you know, carving him up in the pick and roll a lot. As they were mentioning on the broadcast, kind of different for a Warriors team to just go pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. But sometimes <laughs> when you got Steph Curry, you might as well let him cook. When you're yep. getting busy in the kitchen, you know, you don't need me there messing up your garlic aioli. Let Danny or Nora get busy. Let the ones who know what they're doing start right. cooking. Then eventually one of the fools can take over. In this case, Jordan Poole got his Steph Curry on right there at the end of the third quarter. A three-pointer off of a pick-and-roll, nice. And then a 42-foot step back, money. We were missing Mike Breen a little bit in that third quarter. Would have been nice to hear a couple bangs on the broadcast. Uh, And then, like you're saying, the Warriors decided, we're going to play in this fourth quarter. We're shutting the door. It was over. The Celtics knew it. They were happy to get out 1-1. Entertaining for three quarters. Yeah, Steph Curry ending with 29 points in Game 2, 9-21 shooting. He hit the five threes. And then, yeah, Poole, 6-14 overall. So not that great, uh, like Curry's overall shooting line, but five three-pointers as well, including that uh, 
that giant uh, bang that Breen would have dropped on the uh, yeah forty footer there. He knew that was going in as soon as it left his hand. I tweeted. You can see he, uh, he sensed it. He liked to, uh, he liked the rhythm of it. He liked the arc he had on it, and he was like, "This has got a chance. I think this is dropping." Then he did a little dance, and yeah, uh, it was it wasn't over because of what happened in game one, of course. But it was like, okay, Celtics are gonna do they have an answer here in the first? Minute or two of this fourth quarter, no, okay, this is why we thought game one was going to go this way. Instead, they pulled that out, but not this time. Yeah, and Ime seemed to know it as well. You yeah. know, Adoka pulling the starters pretty quickly there. I guess the Warriors sent a couple of their rotation guys back in a little further yep. into the quarter, try and get Clay Thompson some rhythm. But, uh, yeah, Warriors took care of business this time, and they absolutely had to. But I th- the thing that was exciting about it to me is that you could tell from the very first possession that this was going to be a different effort from the Warriors. Draymond tied up Al Horford on the very first possession yep. of the game, right? Stripped him at the top of the key there, and you could just tell this is how the Warriors are going to be playing. I thought they did a great job uh, defensively. Like, the third quarter explosion offensively was really awesome, but it all comes from their defense mm-hmm. and the way they were locked in and the way they were so active with their hands. And honestly, the tone setting from Draymond early on in the game saying... It's going to be a battle in the paint. It's right. going to be physical inside. And, you know, if you are uh, willing to uh, put body on body on the very first possession of the game, you're probably going to get away with it a little bit more coming into the 68th possession of the game. So uh, kudos to the Warriors for coming out with a little bit of playoff intensity, forcing a ton of turnovers, getting a lot of easy shots, looking like the Warriors once again. Yeah, 18 turnovers is the stat you're going to see and hear everywhere tomorrow from the Celtics. Uh, Especially, I thought Marcus Smart in the first quarter, he kept trying to throw the uh, old soccer-style little bounce pass to nobody. He threw it out of bounds once, and he threw it just blatantly to a Warriors player. So he was pretty rough. And I think it was Schumann that had the tweet, at the end of the first quarter, the Celtics committed five live ball turnovers on their final nine possessions of the quarter. So basically more than half the time down there in those final nine possessions, they were turning it over, live ball action, and the Warriors scored on four of the five and somehow had the lead 31-30, despite, I thought, being pretty outplayed by the Celtics for the good chunk of the 10 or 11 minutes of that first quarter with Tatum hitting threes and Brown attacking and stuff like that. It was sort of surprising every time I was like, the Warriors have the lead? That's yeah, not it was a good very sign strange. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a good sign for the Celtics. I mean, Jalen Brown, nine points in the first three minutes of the game. I think he was hot to start. Tatum yep. found his, uh, his offense later on in the quarter as well. But every time you would look at the scoreboard, you'd be like, wow, yeah. It definitely feels like the Celtics should be a little bit further ahead, especially considering the Warriors just could not make a layup. Could not make a layup in yeah. the first half of this game, just smoking them. Uh, basically, everybody, Curry had some, Clay had some, uh, another rough one for Wiggins. Clay. Wiggins had a couple Gary of misses. Gary Payton the second got fouled on one, but he still should have probably finished it. Missed the yeah. two free throws afterwards, yeah. though. But it seemed yeah. like, you know, it definitely seemed like the, the Celtics were playing better, but they were just keeping the Warriors in the game because every one of their turnovers, it felt like, was going the other way for baskets. These weren't just... Some of them were throwing it out of bounds, but a lot of the times it was either the ball staying outside on the perimeter, they can't get anything going to the hoop, or they try and get something going to the hoop, and then it was a strip fest uh, from the Warriors, just getting their hands on all kinds of balls, forcing a ton of deflections, and then going the other way for baskets, really goosing their offense. What did you think about the return of uh, Gary Payton II here? He played 25 minutes in the end, didn't miss a shot. Uh, It's a little surprising there. Three for three, but he did get foul on that one layup that he uh, sort of botched there. Hit a three, missed at the line, but three assists, three boards. He's a plus 15 when he's out there. Like, Did you see the difference maker in Gary Payton II there on on maybe both ends, or what did you think? 
Oh, I thought he was great. Uh, I thought he was kind of part of the Warriors' best lineups when they were going away from playing a two-big lineup with Draymond and Looney alongside each other. Sometimes it would be Otto Porter in there, but a lot of times it was Gary Payton. His activity, his athleticism, and just his, you know, grit defensively definitely were part of the tone that the Warriors were setting. You could tell that there were times when Steve Kerr was wanting to lean on a more defensive lineup, and it was paying off because the Warriors were able to stay in passing lanes and just continue to deflect and go the other way. Absolutely. I saw Keith Smith, uh, Keith Smith, excuse me, tweet uh, somewhat near the end of the game when it was a blowout. Quote, I wouldn't want to be in the Celtics film session from this one between the terrible offensive trips and some severe defensive breakdowns. Uh, Yudoka is going to let the Celtics have it. It's going to be the basketball version of just wait until your father gets home. Uh, that's a great tweet, I thought, from Keith Smith. And I think there's a lot of truth to that because from what we've heard about Yudoka, the way he coaches these guys, is like, you know, he, he he takes the gloves off and he tells it the way it is. And I think he's going to have a lot to say about, yeah, the intensity. Like, look, overall, they're happy. They're leaving the Bay with the split. I think most people thought it would have been flipped. Warriors, they thought were going to win game one. Even Celtics counter because they always come back from a, from a loss in the playoffs. So do the Warriors, it turns out. But uh, I don't think he's going to love a lot of the stuff on film here from this game. Uh, shots they were getting and then the defensive breakdowns as well. Because there was a lot of... I mean, you talked about all the missed bunnies that the Warriors had. There was just as equal number of wide-open loony dunks. Or uh, because of turnovers, guys open in transition. So, uh, yeah, I imagine he's going to give it to them there in the coming days as we go back to Boston. Yeah, this was pretty much worst-case scenario for the Celtics. You know, it, for, if this had happened in Game 1, people would be saying, oh, this is an easy Warriors yeah. sweep because yeah. it was bad turnovers, it was Brown forcing things, it was Smart forcing things, it was Tatum looking like he didn't have a plan off the drive, and then it was the Warriors getting untracked in the third quarter. If all of that happens in Game 1, we're saying, uh-oh, this this could be short for the Celtics. So, right. yeah, exactly. Ime is going to be all over him. Then imagine if we had... If we had game one as game two, the Warriors come out in the third quarter again, we're saying this might be over in two and a half games, Skeets. But no, the Celtics are super resilient. They messed this one up. There are so many times when it felt like their defense was so geared towards stopping Curry, so intent on taking him away that they just opened other things off. Like there's that classic take that Curry has where he finishes around three guys with an easy drop off to Looney. It's like if you're sending three at Curry in the lane, somebody's going to be open. He did an awesome job, I thought, in the first half of keeping the Warriors afloat when they couldn't, uh, you know, make their layups, but they still were able to stay within striking distance and uh, and play with the lead at times. Um, but yeah, just the, the Celtics looked like they looked inexperienced in this game. It looked like they were too keyed up. It looked like at times they weren't keyed up enough. It was just a mess for the Celtics. But the good thing is they got the game one victory. So yeah. exactly like you're saying, heading back to Boston in a perfect position. Yeah, you just wonder... Now, looking at the finals here, if game one for the Celtics, they got at the same time the Horford game and the Derek White game, and they just like overlapped in the same game, uh, and that they're not going to be spread out in this series, is is Al Horford going to be cursed by having a birthday during a big, you know, finals or a conference finals like we saw with Chris Paul? I brought that up a couple days ago. We'll see. We'll find out what happens in Boston. I'm sure he bounces back. But, you know, we talked about Gary Payton II coming back and like really contributing Draymond, like you said, like, let's get into, we can get into like the Draymond antics and what he got away with. Maybe he should have been even playing in the rest of this game after he avoided that second tech. But before we get to that, Looney was big too. Like right spot, right time, seven boards. Okay. In 21 minutes, that's great. But six of six, 
I, I'm always amazed watching him just like for a big lumbering ass dude, just a touch he has, like in terms of moving the ball and not being rushed and like around the rim, like and he takes his time. Like I'm always shocked when I watch him play. I'm like, there's no way you could be that good because I just watch you run and you look like it's you can crazy. barely play. It's crazy to me. He's like a 26 year old guy who plays like he's 46 <laughs> totally. years old, but he's always <laughs> in the right spot and he's just got enough touch. I feel like Looney just has enough of yeah. everything, enough of being able to hang on the perimeter with a guard, enough hops that he can contribute uh, on the offensive glass. And then he just has savvy. You know, he's been around this team for a long time, so he's got the continuity. And it just seems to be right now that the Warriors have a lot easier time scoring when they're splitting up Draymond and Looney. Having two of those guys out there, neither of which can shoot and that want to, like, catch the ball. If they want to catch the ball, it's going to be at the the free throw line. Uh, It's just not the greatest mix. But when you're splitting them up, there's a lot of space out there. And then Looney's able to operate when there's not a ton of arms around. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Let's talk Draymond because... He picks up the first tech. If I remember correctly, he trucks over Grant Williams, gets the call, and then more, you know, talking occurs and barking. And then that's when Draymond gets the tech. That's his first one. Okay. I mean, it's classic Draymond. He's fired up. He obviously wants this win. And then the one that you're going to be seeing everywhere tomorrow is him and Jalen Brown get into it. They fall. Draymond attempts to block his three-point shot. Gets under him. It's a foul call. Draymond on the ground sort of puts his feet. Unintentionally or not, his feet are on Jalen Brown, who doesn't like it. You know, sort of brushes them off. And then he's pissed. So then I think then that's where Draymond then sort of just gives him a little shove. I mean, it's not much. Shoves him on the ground. And then, of course... Jalen pops up, and then he's standing over him, and then there's all this. And they go and look at it, and everyone's like, oh, my God. And they're saying it on the broadcast, like, if this is a regular season game, they're both getting attacked. Like, they, we've seen it a million times. You're getting it's doubled like, up, baby. You're both, you're both being dumb. Relax. You're both getting attacked. But they don't. And, well, Javi's telling us on the broadcast, that's the right way to go about it. You know the guy has one. Uh, you got to call him a little differently. Which I thought is the exact opposite of what they tell us half the time. It's like, That's don't they usually scary. tell us they don't, they don't take that into consideration? It's insane. Anyway, I don't even think they deserve texts for what they were doing anyway. So I'm glad no one got one and be it Draymond second. But what do you think of all the shenanigans there and the way they called it, I guess? Well, I think Draymond gets his first technical on purpose. I think he gets his first technical so that he can then push the limit even further. Wow. Knowing... It's going to be tough for them to kick me out because nobody wants mm-hmm. anybody except for Draymond ejected for that, right? A, a little skirmish like that, yeah. I agree with you. Like, it's not a screenshot of it when you see Draymond's feet resting on Jalen Brown like a coffee table. It looks <laughs> ridiculous, but in the, in the moment, it's happening pretty quickly, yeah. and it's just a weird little dust-up. But you're right. If it's, uh, you know, if it's January 5th, guaranteed. That's a double technical. Or if Draymond doesn't have the technical from the first quarter, that's a double technical as well. Yeah. But also, like, come on. It's the finals. We don't want to see the best players in the game kicked out because of a barely a marginal call, personally. Right. I mean, 
If it's anybody but Draymond, if it, if that's the Bulls and that's Joakim Noah, I'm saying, ha ha, hilarious how you put your feet on him. You know, if if you're a Warriors fan, you're thinking, oh, Draymond doing it again. If you're a Celtics fan, though, if you're a Celtics fan and you're in the Bean team here, you're wilding out, no yeah, doubt about it. Yeah, uh, look, I thought the officials were way worse than they were in Game 1. Uh, I, I I want those uh, nameless Game 1 referees back in our lives because now we got Zarba and we got Brothers and they're doing all their things. Because we also had in the second quarter, remember, the refs basically stopped a Celtics fast break. Straight up bad. stopped it, oh, because, it because of what was going on at the other end, which was uh, Poole tripping Derek White, who's jumping over him, and then then there's that. And they spent like five minutes looking at it to give no technical to, to Poole, which again, okay, fine, but they stopped the fast. I mean, these guys. They, Zarba, uh, man. Zarba wants to show off his tight haircut. I, I mean... That guy, I think, just looks in the mirror for hours on it. I'm convinced. And then he's like, You yeah. think it's Zarba more than Tony Brothers? I do a little bit. I think Zarba loves going over and looking at the camera and get, knows he's getting the screen time because he's looking at monitors. I, that's my read on it. But, you know, no, Tony's, yeah, Tony's maybe just as guilty too. But that was well, weird. Well, they killed the flow no matter what. There was God, no yeah. flow to the first half of this game in particular. And then in the third quarter, you know, it got up. Out of hand so quickly that things, I suppose, evened out uh, foul call-wise, I guess. Uh, if you had to complain, you're probably complaining more if you're a Celtics fan. No doubt about it. Because yep. the Warriors did get away with a lot of handsiness, I would say, inside. But, like I said earlier, they set that tone from the very beginning. If you're going to be fouling from the first possession, you're going to get away with it as time goes on. And especially in the finals, especially at home, especially you're down, you're playing with desperation. That's what basketball people want to see, but sometimes it comes away as looking like you're getting away with fouls. Yeah, the Celtics, I guess, a couple of their guys. I mean, Jalen, his second foul, if I remember, was a bit of a of the of the ticky tack variety, and uh, they had a couple guys that had two quick fouls. It didn't really. End Jalen's up was bad on the on the Gary Payton on the Gary Payton. layup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Is that the ones he? That's the layup he botched. Yeah, exactly. And then he missed the free throw, so it actually yeah, was a exactly. good foul, but yeah. it wasn't a foul. Yeah, it's it was not a uh, um, a great officiating game. I thought you're right. It's the flow. That's the thing. They just like they just want to like completely bring it to a dead stop, and you're like, yes. what is going on here? Like we're not. No one is excited to see you called these stupid fouls, and then go look at them for five minutes. That's the other part. And then to hear Van Gundy and, and uh, you know, Jackson go on about it. Oh, my God. And then to bring Javi in. It's like, can I, I, I literally, you couldn't write Steve. worse television. You really couldn't. It's like, okay, here's how I'm going to sell our sport. All right, it's going to be a bunch of calls. Then they're going to go over, look at a monitor. We're going to see the replay a couple times. And you're going to hear two old guys argue about what's a call. Then we're going to bring in a third guy. Used to be a ref. He's not going to say shit. He's never going to disagree with anything. It's like, that's the worst television you can imagine. And, and we, we get it all the time. Yeah, they should, uh, they should do something. Like, they should have a guy who like, has a tight one-minute bit. Like, he's just ready to <laughs> sure. go with some jokes. They're like, we'll toss it over. We're tossing on over to Jimmy Kimmel. He, he comes in with one hilarious one-liner, and they're back to Zach Zarba telling you what happened during the review. Oh my God! Okay, the Kimmel angle's not bad. That's not, like just go to Kimmel at his desk, isn't he doing yeah. a post game show? We don't show? need to see this guy. Yeah, like he's probably ready. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that idea. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, what other notes do you have from uh, Game 2 or this series moving forward here? Uh, there was a moment, I believe, in the second quarter when Mark Jones was talking about visiting Fisherman's Wharf, and I just couldn't stop thinking, whatever happened to that old hot dog stand? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta mention Fisherman's Wharf if you're doing a broadcast from San Francisco. Was he not talking <laughs> about uh, Al Horford's birthday? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, from what I can tell, Al Horford's birthday was renting a double decker bus with the fam <laughs> and then ending up in Fisherman's Wharf and I think having a great meal, I think is what yeah. Joe said. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Maybe the old they had hot, hot dog dogs. stand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I guess there's a maybe there's like a Forrest Gump's down there as well. There's a bunch of different ways you can eat shrimp. Uh, I don't know, but you got to go. You got to go. And I also saw the classic shot of uh, the Full House houses as well, of yep. course. Uh, so hitting all of the landmarks of San Francisco. My only other real random note, you know, we are definitely I felt like missing Mike Breen in the third quarter, yep. and I would say that Bullet Train looks good to me. I want to see Bullet Train when it comes out. Because of Damian Lillard? Did he sell it for you? <laughs> uh, I will say Brad Pitt is selling me on it. Brad okay. Pitt's selling me on it. The okay. cast looks good. It looks like it's going to be uh, a bang-up ride for the summer. So I'll definitely be checking it out. But uh, I saw Lonzo also had a spot at one point. Yep. He was going to rap. He was going to play guitar. So, you know, I guess we'll be seeing a few more of those commercials as okay. time comes yeah, on. Bullet train. Coming soon. Um, yeah. My random notes. I think Draymond needs to stop flexing until he hits a free throw, like that hits the and one free throw. Uh, it's starting to get a little silly. Like he gets the and one, he flexes, and then he misses a free throw. It's like, and if, if you're going to do that, then you almost have to, like, what's the opposite of a flex? Like uh, after he misses the free <laughs> like throw. You let your, I like when you, when you stick your stomach out extra big, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think some, that's the opposite some, of flex. Something like that. He has to do that. You can't you can't flex because you powered through and, and hit the layup. Good for you. And then you miss the free throw. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. You gotta like you gotta show like that you're big and fat, like just bloated and stuff like that. Maybe <laughs> walk back like an old man after you miss it. Something. Maybe the stream team can help us out. I know there's something that you have to you have to do if you miss the free throw. So I had that. I think- that was like a, a first quarter layup, I believe, as well. Yeah, like, he's uh, go, he's going to lefty. it. He's going yeah. to it anytime he can, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's me on a Wednesday night. I'm celebrating every <laughs> single basket like it's a, like it's Game Seven of the Finals. That's true. Uh, I also had this written down. I I'm sure this is a known thing. I know the Beantown Boys know this is a thing, but I had never realized it. Daniel Tice has dice tattooed on his <laughs> forearms. Nice dice, Tice. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did you see it? I didn't know that. I, was I like, didn't pay attention, I guess. I was like the uh, I'll look into the it. Leo meme, where I'm like, ah, dice on Tice. Dice on Tice. That's cool. I, I'm sure you guys know that, all you Town fans out there. So I had that written down. And then the only other thing, I thought there was a cool clip they showed, of, uh, showed us of Jalen Brown. Was it the 16 finals? Is that what they said? 
all right, when did they? Oh yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna be here. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty that was sick. Really cool. I was like, okay, this is dope. This is very neat. Like, good pull there. So that's uh, those are the random notes I had from this game. The only other one I had is uh, YouTube TV. Man, really get their money's worth for buying yeah. these finals. <laughs> it's plastered everywhere. They're getting a mention everywhere. everywhere. They're getting a mention. I even think uh, like the big finals sticker logo that they've added looks pretty cool, and even that has it presented by YouTube TV on it. Oh, look at Spiros crying! Oh, Spiros, so sad. Uh, First ever thumbs on the- down. Wow, we did it. It wasn't the time we talked about farts, regretful farts for about ten minutes. That didn't get a thumbs down. What do you think? Fixed officiating. Oh my goodness, Spiro, get a hold of yourself, man. You're crazy, crazy. You think those? You think the officiating was fixed? The officiating was shit. I wouldn't say it was fixed. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. It was two different things. Very different things, in my opinion. But uh, there you go, Spiros. You made the stream. Hopefully, you can uh, change that thumbs down to a thumbs up now. Maybe we got you back. Uh, yeah, come any, on, Spiros. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts uh, before we wrap this one up? These are the mini pods. These instant reaction podcast guys. If you're liking it, if you're not Spiros, uh, hit the like button, thumbs up, and uh, drop us, obviously, uh, a comment, subscribe, share the show, all that stuff. We'll be back tomorrow in the Classic Factory, Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with Lee, with uh, Tass, with JD, of course, uh, doing the deep dive on this. And uh, all of the news, Quinn Snyder's gone, too. We'll get into that on tomorrow's podcast. But uh, you're headed to Boston for... uh, Game three on mm. Wednesday. You thought the gap between game one and two was long, Trey. Yeah, oh, baby. Ooh, it's long. Wednesday. That's well, only two days. What was this? Well, this was this, only two days. Two days feels like a lifetime sometimes. Yeah, this though. feels longer to me, oddly. Because we have Thursday. Maybe it's because of the weekend. It's got to be because Yeah, of the I wanted it Saturday. Saturday would have been nice. A nice little Saturday <laughs> yeah. night game. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Um, Russell Watch. Russell Watch, everyone. Finals MVP. Who's your, who's your votes going to, Skeets? I would guess Steph Curry's got to get the three votes. Had, yeah. Ended up having a great game. Yeah, probably. I mean, Poole yeah. probably had the signature shots, but Curry, 29 points. He was the only one guy that had it going at all in the first half. I got four assists, three steals. He gets my three votes. Okay. Yeah, for I, those that don't know, first time joining us here, uh, we, we in game one decided we're doing like AFL rules, brown low medal, Three votes, two votes, one vote. Basically three stars sort of in hockey. And then we're going to add them up. That will decide our finals MVP at the end of it. Uh, and just to remind everyone, after game one, we decided on... Horford? J- Horford with three, Jalen Brown with two, and then Curry with one yeah. from the dominant game one, even in the loss. Okay, so this one. You have Curry with three. Yeah. Second, you're going Pool. I, I would say Pool. Yeah. That, that was a pretty major moment in the, in the third quarter. It was. It was. I mean, it... It sort of ended the game, for yeah. sure. That He was a part of the explosion. Okay, okay. Then I, I don't know. You go in. It's got to be a defense guy. Yeah. No, no, you can't talk yourself into Tatum, even. I mean, I he's, mean a, he's a minus 36 in this game. Yeah, they got... I mean, Tatum, Tatum was the best Celtic, for sure. Yeah. Uh, he seemed to be best to me when he was getting his points in the flow of the offense rather than forcing things. But also, you know, they lost by 19 points here in the end. We're down by 30. So I have a hard time giving it to any of the Celtics. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I see, you know, the Bean team, the stream team, Spiros, I assume, uh, they want to give Tatum that, that third vote, the one vote. It's, it's, it's him or, though, like, who are you giving it to besides him on the Warriors? Looney? Yeah, I guess he it's marginal. Well. I, could, I could be talked into a Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins? They, 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 no one really, like, <laughs> people, you know what? 
We're giving Spiros the third vote. Spiros is getting the vote? <laughs> or Zach Zarba. Okay. Maybe we give it to Zach Zarba for fixing the game. Oh, Zarba was everywhere. Yeah. For Zarba's us, all over the place. Getting us to at least a game five. Yeah, I'm giving my vote to Zarba. Splitting it with right. Zarba and brothers. Getting a half vote. <laughs> Zarba uh, gets one. No, if I'm being serious, I think I am going to go Tatum just because... Yeah, hold on. I mean, is that weird? You're right. In a giant blowout to give a guy? Okay, who cares? Tatum. Give him a, give him a okay, vote. We'll go give him a vote. He was good in the first half. He was oh, yeah, yeah, Jim, I understand. We said this. You went Curry with one last game. But it wasn't a blowout is what we're saying. I mean, it was a little bit of a closer game. I think you would admit to that, Jim. All uh, right, Jim. So, that's all. Jim. But you guys tell us. You guys tell us. Let us know in the stream team. You guys are already doing it. You guys are all fired up here tonight. I love it. Jim Please. wants some consistency. Yeah. I can't blame him. Call it both ways. Call it the same both hey, ways. That's all Jim right. wants. Hey, 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 I don't want to be a Zach Zarba. He doesn't want to be a Tony Brothers about it. We're going to call That's it exactly both right. ways. Tatum gets the final <laughs> one gets a point. point there in our in our finals watch, our Russell watch uh, for the finals here. Okay, let's call it there. Already yeah. longer than I thought it would be, but it's... Helped out by that earlier start on a Saturday, a Sunday right. night, excuse me. So we love to see that. Back to 9 o'clock for, I think, uh, probably the remainder of the games. Do we even have another Sunday game? I don't I don't have it in front of me. Maybe the last game. Maybe game 7 like is a Sunday Wednesday, game. Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Yeah, maybe it is. Possibly. Could be that last one. Hopefully we're going 7. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Like the video. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Drop your comments below the video if you're catching this a little bit later your thoughts on the game and uh yeah we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m eastern oh final thing here i should have started the show with this maybe we would have had time to uh somehow get in touch with them lebron open invite lebron tweeting jumping on someone's podcast soon maybe my own Mm. huh Uh, what no don't do that just come on no dunks we forgot to send him the link, huh? Yeah, I did. Oh, I know. Man. I know. There's so many things to get through, you know, right before we're starting a show. It's easy to forget to just send LeBron James the StreamYard link to join us in the Classics Factory. Well, <sighs> they, we join him. Maybe he can join He was expecting morning. it. He was I know. Expecting I know. It this is me. This is me. I mean, I started the show. I go right into the game. Quick introduction with you. Hello bummer, to the man. stream team. Then we're right into it. I should have said, hey, LeBron, you want to jump on? Uh, He's probably waiting. He's probably just been waiting, looking, refreshing his Twitter like... Skeets is going to send us, right? Oh, he said he's going to send it. Is this going to be our uh, Matt Damon bit now? Uh, Yeah. Where we like always like, sorry, LeBron, we ran out of time. Uh, We'll We'll get you next time. These ones are supposed to be quick. Yeah, we'll get you on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, It's my bad. Uh, We ran out of time. But uh, we'll talk to LeBron James on Monday morning's podcast live from the Classic Factory. He has to come in, though, and be in the Classic Factory. You got to be there. Dems the rules, LeBron. Okay, guys, everybody, thank you so much. We will see you tomorrow morning. TK, uh... You feeling okay? Can I get a quick update on you? What's uh? I what? feel great. I feel, you feel great, great. But I'm trying to get me a negative test. That's oh all. wow! Still testing yeah. positive. Yeah. <laughs> it won't leave you. <laughs> yeah. It is inside my body. <laughs> it's just it's the virus a, is inside my body. It's having a blast inside. Yeah. It's never leaving. I, mean, I hate to say it. I'm glad you're feeling fine though. I'm uh, feeling great. All right. So we'll find out tomorrow who makes it to the classic factory. Everybody, take care. Might be LeBron. <laughs> Filling might in for be. you. There's, yeah, an, might be. there's an open seat. Mike, headphones. We'll see you tomorrow, LeBron. Peace.